Welcome to the Musings of Our Hearts, a Jesus Youth podcast on the lives of saints. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. Today we have a wonderful saint. Uh, even during his lifetime, he was so saintly. They they couldn't call him saint yet, so they called him the Venerable. It's Saint Bede, the Venerable, um, amazing man, magnificent man. Uh, did so much for the church, but. Uh, he always kept coming back to um, charity and love of God and love of neighbor. So St. Bede was, um, even at a, at a young age, he was very smart. He was given care of the, um, as abbot of the monastery of St. Paul. Uh, he knew, he, he was very well versed in mo- many subjects and sciences, uh, from philosophy to astronomy, arithmetic, uh, history, and of course, um, the saints and holy scripture. Uh, he was ordained at 30, um, and he occupied his time learning, writing, and teaching. So there's many books, many commentaries. He has about 30 commentaries on the books of the Bible, and he was uh, very highly regarded and uh, in, in, in known in his lifetime. Um, his writings on scripture were considered so authoritative that the church council ordered them to be publicly read in English churches, even when he was alive. Uh, and even even throughout all of this, though, the, the tremendous works and the tremendous things that he did, um, he didn't travel much, but people used to come to him. Uh, even with all of this, though, he always considered, again, love of God and love of neighbor. He said, it is better to be stupid and uneducated, uh, an uneducated brother who, working at the good things he knows, merits life in heaven, than to be one who, though distinguished for his learning in the scriptures and even holding the place of a teacher, lacks the bread of love. And I think this is something that for for me, it, it I need to root myself in this too, because sometimes even I get caught up in these intellectual endeavors and I just want to know for the sake of knowing and I just want to be smart. And I want to, again, just like, you know, I, you get caught up in, because maybe for me, there's some security that I feel like, oh, the more I know, the more I understand, then the more I can give. But uh, but even this this um, tendency for us to hold on to knowledge just as a form of pride, or especially when that comes into spiritual pride, oh, we know how to speak of scripture, but if we see someone who needs our help, are we as willing to leave everything and are we patient or are we compassionate? Are we understanding um, all of these little sufferings, even ordinary daily sufferings? Are we, be, are we able to take them on with a certain acceptance and joy and offer them to the Lord? Uh, and uh, for, for St. Bede too, I think something else that I was really touched by is that he, um, his, his genius didn't, even for me, you know, in our in our life, we think, oh, all the intellectuals, like they're the ones who are the atheists. They're the ones who don't believe in God. But here you have this man who is so extraordinary, but his faith that actually took him, you know, further in faith that actually helped him to discover the Lord, not just discover, but to uh, to remain with the Lord and to see him as the source of all truth and of and of everything that um he he knew and everything that he understood that God was the source of this truth and that um, his love for the Lord, you know, just I- increased with that and to, to go then back to prayer, to go back to the scriptures and um, to remain there. 
so with with that like reason and intellectual formation and you know our our desire to know actually should help us uh, sh should get, take us towards the Lord should actually um, we should grow close, closer and closer to the Lord it, it it shouldn't take us away from him because he is truth and he is that fullness of truth and so I think Saint Bede is a wonderful example of uh, an extraordinary man, first of all, it, who's uh, who gave absolute priority to prayer, fasting, and and charity, but also was so profound. I mean, uh, in in what he did for the church. But again, he knew in his heart, in that humility, that God, um, that love, the love for God and and for one's neighbor was the most important uh, thing for him and for our faith. Yeah, Saint Bede uh, was one of my favorite saints from, I don't know when, ever since I started uh, reading about him, he was there in my mind all the time. Maybe because of this uh, monastic life or whatever it is, uh, he was there in my heart. Mm -hmm. So uh, again, when it, uh, you know, it was time to compile his story yesterday, I was like, you know, what can we say about these people who spend their whole life in such scholarly and, uh, you know, uh, this monastic pursuit, mm -hmm. like scholastic, monastic, those two things are very, very attractive to me in many ways. So there, there, there could be much, much written about them, but uh, it's only because he was a monk, these things have been preserved. But uh, one of the work that he was involved in his 80s, like, you know, in the mid 70s or late 70s, uh, there is a translation about, uh, you know, John's gospel. Mm -hmm. uh, he, he finished it and then he died, but nothing is left of that. So, you know, many of his works are lost too, mm -hmm. even, even though, you know, the monks took care of it. So what we see and know about these people is just less than tip of an iceberg their their life was so rich so deep and it was actually so closely united with god so you know even when we see those scholarly things that they have brought forth that is nothing that is n nothing compared to what they experienced or what they knew mm. only a little bit of it has come out uh, so that shows what a genius he was or, you know, what actually he was. Um, and uh, the one thing that really stays with me is like, he really knew the right thing. You know, he said, I'm no longer the center of my life. So I could see God in everything. That's a fa very famous quote attributed to be the venerable. Uh, and there are many other people who said that, but you know, that is very important. Like uh, the saying of yesterday, she also said like, you know, one of the most disastrous thing to a person that can bring an end to his or her spiritual life is self-love. Yeah. You know, you are the center of everything and everything is revolving around you or whatever you are doing is for yourself. Th such a person cannot grow in perfection. That's the end. It's like you have put, uh, you know, the ax to the, <laughs> the root of it. So uh, St. Bede said that, and he knew that. Uh, and that came through the perfect knowledge of who you are and what you are uh, or why you were created. Uh, that also stems from the knowledge of uh, who our creator is. Yeah. And I'm his child. He's my father. You know, that kind of a relationship 
makes sense to everything. I've seen this, you know, when walk accompanying young people and in my own life, like what I changed it was when I learned that God is my father. When God became my father, that changed everything. You know, then I'm no longer an orphan. Yeah. And I don't care about anything of this world or what this what can this world do to me? I came from God and I go back to God, you know. And also that in enable me to see everything as coming and given from God, everything in relation to God. So, you know, all people, if God is my father, everybody is my brothers and sisters. Even this nature, like Francis would call, you know, brothers and sister more, you know, brother wolf, all, all these things. So that can really change our life. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I desire more and more to know more about this identity, my basic identity. And with that, he says, like, you know, he alone loves the creator perfectly, who manifests a pure love for his neighbor. Yeah. So if he say that, you know, I have faith and I love God, our life should declare it, not by us simply saying it, but by, you know, uh, through the actions that come uh, in our lives, so like the gospel challenges us. So that is one thing that I take from uh, St. Bede, the most important thing. Yeah, and continuing with that too, I, I've actually been reflecting a lot on this pursuit of um, of knowledge and, and this pursuit of, you know, wisdom and understanding and what that means. And especially when, when I think about people who are very much involved in this in a very professional way too. Uh, and I sometimes wonder how come they don't have faith? But many, so this, this kind of idea came to mind and it's been used also in, um, in, you know, Christian and uh, certain circles to explain why, you know, the existence of God, because sometimes people look at the world as like, you know, people are looking at a house and they're seeing how it's built and they're seeing the architecture of the house and they're planning. And sometimes they think, oh, I'll find the art, the, the, you know, designer, the builder in the house. But you'll mm. never find the builder in the house. The builder is outside of the house. He designed it and he created it. And so you can know certain attributes and characteristics of the designer, the builder, from learning about the house and how it's built. But you'll never actually find him. And But with that, too, so I was kind of uh, on that same you know thought process and thinking, yeah, very much, though, people are seeing, okay, how is this house built? How is the earth created? How is this molecule, that molecule? How are they all related to each other? And how are they, um, you know, the different sciences really uh, go much deeper, of course, into the ways of, uh, of how the world is. But sometimes more than those questions of how the house is built, what material is used, Sometimes we also forget to ask, well, why is it here? What is it for? You know, why am I here? What am I doing in it? What is it serving me? Mm. But then more than anything, when I was reflecting on St. Bede, where he, you know, there are other people in this house. <laughs> We've we mm. focused so much on the material and what it's for and what it's used for. We forget mm. that there's other people here. Oh, we, you know, that they're also here, that so what is then our relationship and what's the purpose of this house also in relationship to them? Oh, we're all kind of, you know, in like we're all here as stewards of the earth. And then there's a relationship between the both of us. And what is that relationship, though, defined as it's really love? And so when when we when we come to understand again, like what, you know, our 
who we are. Yes, we are sons and daughters as well. But then also then to know that, you know, my sister, my brother is also uh, that way in that relationship with Christ. Like we we were drawn into that fullness of um, of of wisdom and not just like a very experiential wisdom of the earth and the sciences, but also a greater uh, wisdom of who we are, our identity, and and also like our faith, who God is, and then also with one another too. And all of this really comes together in, in of course, like this, um, in a beautiful expression of our faith of what we believe, who we believe, and then, um, and that really being lived out. And so even St. James, you know, he says like, you have, you have faith, you know, show me your faith apart from your works. Or, you know, like, he says, like, show by your good life that your works are done with gentleness and born of wisdom. He always, St. James constantly is coming back to, like, your works. And your mm. works are really, like, yeah, this love that you have for the other. How are you showing your love? How are you expressing your love to your neighbor? And we have very clear, you know, examples, too, of feeding the hungry, giving, you know, uh, water to the thirsty, clothing the naked, visiting the prisoners, taking care of widows and orphans. Um, We are called, even then in our own family, we are called to serve and to give. Um, So even uh, the saints like here are also, I love Saint Bede because he, his pursuit of knowledge or his wisdom brought him back to charity. And that's what you know, in knowledge, in the uh, honest and, uh, you know, a good pursuit of knowledge must do, it must bring us back to charity and love for our neighbor, love for our neighbor, love for the earth, love being good stewards. Um, this is, this is our call first and foremost, as, as um, Christians and disciples of Christ to love one another, uh, and to love God to love one another. So I just, I like, I love that he, you know, this is his emphasis that this is what he comes back to, especially as a very intellectual and wise person. Yeah, one of his uh, uh, another uh, you know another famous quote that is attributed to him is like, "Be willing to be a beginner every single morning." Mm. <laughs> Something like Saint Benedict said. You know, we begin <laughs> every moment, we begin yeah. again. So they have such a such an absolute resignation to the past or that doesn't mean that they they didn't care but they had that absolute trust in god and in his providence that every moment was new every moment was uh, such a beautiful thing for them uh, to be in communion with god no wonder you know the whole world wanted to be in communion with him like it, it is said that even in those times like people would travel to him to get his counsel to 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 you know to talk to him or to pray with him like that but <laughs> his biographer said that he managed to remain in his own monastery until the, the only time that he traveled out whether for a few months uh, to teach uh, for in a school of the archbishop of york out of obedience you know what his superior asked him to do that's the only time he went out but the whole world came to him uh, and because of the hospitality of you know the Benedictine tradition, uh, you know they would uh, get they would inv- uh, they would always receive visitors uh, and help them. Uh, uh, and also he read a lot, so in that way he was in communion with the world too. You know what was as happening around the world, and 
he in turn reached the whole world even now through the works that he did through you know as a monk he would have copied many books and also he wrote much much more most of which is lost also so this is a wonderful example in which like you know when we are in god when we are ready to be with him every moment as a gift we could be in perfect communion with uh, the whole creation because you know the first thing i learned about eucharist is that you know when you receive eucharist you are receiving jesus and you are becoming one with his body so with that you know when we when you become one with body his body means like you are in communion with the whole church yeah because the whole church is his body right so i heard like you know if you want to reconcile with somebody or want to pray for somebody this is the best time to pray because you are literally one with that person you know through the body of christ when you receive mm. jesus so it was so nice to receive jesus again today you know the church is all open here uh, and we started the adoration as usual early morning and then followed by mass man that is something that i really was thirsting and while today i was doing this morning prayer i was like you know the first psalm of the morning prayer how lovely is your dwelling place lord god of hosts my soul was longing and yearning yearning for the courts of the lord my heart and my soul ring out their joy to god the living god and the first antiphon was like you know uh, my heart and my soul ring out their joy uh, uh, actually my heart and my flesh rejoice in the living god hallelujah i was like yeah <laughs> you know to see that jesus standing in front of me in blessed sacrament i'm like yes lord my heart and my flesh you know my eyes have seen you again i'm so happy lord you know that that communion with the lord and uh, you know later i sent that to my friends and many of them started rejoicing like yes now when we are in adoration again you know we see each other you know in the face of christ so this is the joy of being a christian how we could be in communion with the whole world even tra- without traveling like you know where, wherever we are because we have eucharist we have the body of christ we have the word that sustains us and all these sacraments man what a blessed life that we have as christians so thank you saint bead and uh, the countless saints who teach us how simple our life could be and how rich and deep uh, how rich and deep and meaningful it could be when we live and in the knowledge of god as our father and the whole creation you know being in communion with us so let's uh, wind up with this small prayer uh, in honor of saint bead o god who bring light to your church through the learning of the priest saint bead mercifully grant that your servants may always be enlightened by his wisdom and helped by his merits through our lord jesus christ your son who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the holy spirit one god forever and ever amen amen Thank you for listening.